I'm sorry. You didn't pass the princess seminar. But that means one of you's actually Sailor Moon, for she's never passed my course. Uh, uh, what's that? Well, Sailor Moon is a clumsy, flaky, scatterbrained doofus who'd never in a million years have what it takes to make a lady. Moon Podcast Escalation! My name is Jordan D. White. My name is Chris Sims, and this is Sailor Business. It's the podcast where we sit down with a friend each week and watch an episode of the classic 1992 Sailor Moon anime and talk about just why it is that we love this show so much. And I am excited about this week's episode. I am so excited. First of all, we have a great episode. We are we are back on track. All the serious stuff is over and done with for like another and 15 episodes. Uh, we are back on complete goofiness and trying to trick Sailor Moon into revealing that she is uh, the moon pudding. Uh, also, I'm excited because we have a very special guest for this week's show. Uh, ever since the show started, and look, I know that there are people out there listening to this who are big Sailor Moon fans, and that's great. I know there are people out there who are listening to this who are only experiencing Sailor Moon through this show, which is weird. It's but cool, but it's weird. Since this show started, we have had big Sailor Moon fans on. Everyone that we've had on has been someone who had a big connection to the show when they were growing up or, or, or when they were uh, when they came to it as an adult. Today, we have someone who has never seen Sailor Moon before, uh, and it is going to be a nightmare because uh jordan d white please help me in welcoming jordan witt <laughs> hello hi uh i now look you you are both friends of mine i know an improbably high number of jordans <laughs> that is weird uh you you two yeah. are probably my closest jordans but i know at least three more oh my god <laughs> not counting the guy i went to high school with who was a jerk so you know minimum six i know minimum six jordans uh i'm trying but, to think how many i know like i only know a couple not very many you know a new one today yes hello nice to meet you nice to meet you happy to be here <laughs> i kind of want to come up with code names for you guys oh because <laughs> otherwise this is because we were talking about this before we started recording even your last names are similar <laughs> yeah that's that's weird what's your middle initial n there you go i'll, I'll be d she'll be n jordan n with and jordan d white oh a nightmare <laughs> So, Jordan Witt, uh, this is normally the time of the show where we ask uh, what your history is with Sailor Moon. But as I, I said, you have no history with Sailor Moon. Like, did you know nope. anything about it going into the show? Um, sort of. Like, I mean, I'm on Tumblr, so... <laughs> <laughs> Good seen answer. a bunch of Sailor stuff from Tumblr, um, but like a thing I realized when when I watched the ep- today's episode was that um, I have no idea what the plot is. I just know there's a bunch of friends and they turn into Sailor Scouts and they fight evil, but I don't know like what they're trying to accomplish. Okay, yeah, you're not going to get any of that from these two episodes. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I did, I did not. <laughs> uh, now, did you? So you never saw it when you were growing up? No. Did you? And I know that you just recently uh, were looking around for for 
for good manga? Like, was there any anime? Was there any manga that you were into uh, in the 90s? Um, I, I watched, like, whatever was on Cartoon Network and Toonami and stuff. Well, then um, that was Sailor Moon. Yeah, Sailor Moon was on. You, why are you lying to me? Why are you lying to me right now? <laughs> I watched, like, Cowboy Bebop and Trigun and Yu Hakusho and stuff, but never, like, no magical girl anime. No, was that a, was that a conscious decision on your part? You just saw it and were like, nope, <laughs> nope, not for me. I don't, I don't remember ever being like, I don't want to watch this. I just, I don't ever remember seeing it. Wow. So you, wow. you missed out on the Sailor Moon boom. I did. Yeah. Just passed you by. Well, uh, that is really interesting to me because like, like I said, I, everyone we've had on the show is a big fan and that's great. Like I love talking to people who love Sailor Moon, but, uh, Jordan White, you know this, we've talked about it before. Mm-hmm. Like I have always, like since we started, I wanted to have someone who would be experiencing it for the first time. And the further we go into the show, the more hilarious it gets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. I look forward to, fi- to to finding out what someone who's never seen it will make of these episodes. They're they're, they're weird episodes, um, and also like what kind of conclusions you'll infer from them. Like what you'll think is like, well, that must happen every time. Then, and uh, yeah, I'm, this is very exciting. <laughs> well, that's that's actually something that I want to do. Uh, the episode that we're going to be watching this week is called "Let's Become a Princess: Usagi's Bizarre Training." That's episode thirty-seven of Sailor Moon, season one. Uh, if you would like to watch along with us, you can watch it on Hulu Plus, uh, where it is subtitled and maybe dubbed. I have no idea. I've watched it dubbed on the DVDs. So. No, not dubbed. Not dubbed. Uh, but before we start that, uh, Jordan Witt. Yes. Do you think you could describe our five main characters? Not in terms <laughs> of what they do in this episode, but just in general. <laughs> Sailor like, Moon. What do you know about Sailor Moon? Um... <laughs> Sailor Moon is very clumsy. Okay. She likes food a lot. I'm, I'm a fan of that. Um, there's a tall one with brown hair. <laughs> that is Sailor Jupiter. Yep. She she wasn't in this a whole lot. No. Um, <laughs> true. It was it was mostly mostly just Sailor Moon, and then for a little while at the end there was the fire one. <laughs> And the other blonde one. Okay, look, uh, those are actually both very accurate descriptions of Sailor Mars and Sailor Venus. The fire one and the other blonde. Um, but no, the, the other the other one got uh, frozen, so they weren't, they, they just paid a lot. It's true, they did. Um, I don't, this is, that's yeah, all I got. This is cruel, this is cruel. <laughs> oh, she's good, at fris- she's good at Frisbee. Yes. Yes, which is actually oh. one of my, we will get to that because it is one of my favorite things that happens in the show. I don't know why she's good at Frisbee. Okay, we'll explain <laughs> when we get there. Um, that's awesome. I mean, that's fun. That's fun. I'm, okay, I, no, I'm sorry I... that was probably not pleasant for you to be put on the spot like that, but it was pretty fun. Now, uh, Jordan White, uh, do you think I should uh, catch Jordan Witt up on where we are in the series? Like, just oh. ex- explain a little bit of background. I mean, no. <laughs> Our heroine <laughs> is Yusagi Tsukino. She's wait, 14 wait, years old. Wait, wait, She's a wait, cancer. Wait, wait. Her blood type is O. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Actually, if, if, if it's all right, there, because we don't have a history of Sailor Moon, there is something else I want us to discuss really quickly at the beginning of this episode, if we can. Okay. Uh, I spent a lot of time yesterday talking to some friends about... Uh, MBTI personality charts. Do you are you familiar with this? Is this yeah. Myers Briggs? Yes, it is. Yeah. Oh, brother. <laughs> Well, I just wanted to, because as with every uh, fandom in the world, someone made a Sailor Moon personality chart uh, based on it, and uh, I was very surprised to learn that, according to them, I am a Sailor Jupiter. Oh. Uh, 
That does seem very surprising. It's ESFJ is me. Uh, and they're like, yeah, that's Sailor Jupiter. Oh. I was whatever the uh, the caregiver, oh, which uh, was extremely annoying for me to get. Hang on. The caregiver? Let's see. Uh, there's one called... See, Sailor Jupiter is actually the provider. Uh, there's a, one called The Giver, which was ENFJ. That sounds like it could be you. Um, that's Chibi Moon. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> it's one letter away from Sailor Moon. You're very close. Uh, uh, Jordan Witt, just, you know, Chibi Moon is uh, Isagi's daughter from the future. He comes back and immediately pulls a gun on her mother. But we have not gotten there yet. <laughs> Uh, I didn't know about the gun thing, but I, I did know that she was feature daughter. Oh, interesting. See, you you, you know more than, than we think you know. That's interesting. <laughs> do you do you know what your uh, MBTI code is? I, I do not. All right. Well, it's it, it was fun. I spent a long time arguing about the difference between F and T with people yesterday, uh, which was... The difference between F and T. <laughs> Even I don't know what exactly that means. It's the feeling versus thinking, because they were trying to explain it to me, and I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Everybody thinks they're like that. So, and it was, it was, it was, anyway. I would say you're, you're, you're more, you're definitely more into thinking than feeling. According to this, I'm more into feeling. That's, I don't, then that's, I don't believe that. I don't, I don't buy know. it. I don't <laughs> buy it. Well, if I was, if I was an ESTJ, I would be Luna instead of uh, Sailor Jupiter. And I, you know, obviously I wish that were so. What are the, what are the characteristics of, of whatever Luna is? Uh, Luna's the talking cat from outer space. <laughs> sure. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Well, here, let me just first I'll describe Sailor Jupiter's uh, the, the provider, and then I'll go to the supervisor, which is Luna. Uh, the Sailor Jupiter one that I got is warm hearted, practical, and sociable, uh, take their duties and responsibilities very seriously, sensitive, and can sometimes be easily upset, deeply, uh, deeply desire to be valued and appreciated, loyal, reliable, and true. Now, do you do you, that does sound like Sailor Jupiter? That, that those things seem pretty accurate to me. Now, do does that do you feel like that accurately describes you? I do, I do. I mean, that's that sounds pretty. I just never think of myself, I never watch Sailor Jupiter and be like, oh man. I'm so much like her. Um, definitely not. But that description, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Luna okay. one says, uh, practical, realistic, and matter of fact, strong-willed and ready to voice their opinions, have a clear set of logical standards that they follow and expect others to as well. Reliable and trustworthy. Yeah, that's not you. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. No, I mean, like, look, no one who works in comic books and, and all three of us on this podcast right now qualify. <laughs> no one who works in comic books is practical. <laughs> <laughs> like, like like three people in the comics industry I would describe as practical. So <laughs> So if if you are as as we just supposed ENFJ which is the chibi moon it says uh warm, empathetic and charismatic, have an authentic loving nature that draws people in, genuinely concerned about others, can get very emotionally involved in others' problems, not afraid to stand up for what's right. That sounds like you. Does it? Okay. Does it not? Fair. If you if you don't feel it. I mean those like those are very those are all positive qualities of course they are that's true uh yeah I, look i do i do i i i am a charismatic uh young man <laughs> as evidenced by uh the fact that people listening to this show have at my request drawn yusagi as a tennis ball that's true that's very true um i mean yes because that's the thing it's leaving off like i mean when i think of if somebody says hey name the prime characteristic of chibi moon like i would start with like annoying annoying right <laughs> <laughs> Which they don't even list at all. So, <laughs> yeah, and also like I have never, I have, I have never heard you uh, say that someone reminds you of your senpai who broke your heart. That's true. That is very true. I very rarely talk about that. I yes. keep it inside. That's why <laughs> you do. But you're thinking it. You're thinking it all the time. 
So, all right. Well, I just wanted to bring that up. It's super fun. If you look up uh, MBTI Sailor Moon, I'm sure you will find this, uh, this JPEG. Uh, listeners will all know what, what Sailor Scout you are. And if you don't know, you can take a personality test. There's one advertised here on this uh, JPEG as at 16personalities.com, which will tell you what you are, supposedly. I'm not I'm not vouching for them, but that's what they're saying. Yeah, no, you, you could also just cut out the middleman and go on Facebook and take a which scout are you quiz. No, <laughs> no, but those are lame. I, I'll tell you, I hate a lot of the Facebook things because they'll, they'll do things like, what's your favorite color? And it's like, no, no. Sailor Mars is not wearing red because red's her favorite color and it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> like, that doesn't mean you're Sailor Mars because you like the color red. You know what I'm saying? I did uh, not expect this to result in this much <laughs> anger. <laughs> Sorry. Because I always want those things to be really, really in-depth and, like, have these amazing questions that are, like, highly analytical and be like, if you were confronted with this, what would you do? And you go, oh, man. But it's always just like, I need cheesecake. Like, <laughs> like the dumbest, easiest to figure out, well, that one's Sailor Moon and that one's Mercury and that one's, like, ah. Anyway. Which, which one's the best fighter? I want to be that one. Jupiter. Yeah, Jupiter. Okay. Yeah, oh, uh, now, uh, listeners, you might not know this, but uh, Jordan Witt is very good friends with Katie Donnelly, who is a uh, previous guest on this show. And, uh, Katie and I have already had the conversation about which scout Jordan is. <laughs> oh, and is it what is that? It is was that Jupiter. Yet? It okay. was Jupiter, obviously. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Because Jordan, you like we. I don't know if we really introduced you. You are a a, a comic book artist. Uh, you are a, a I guess a cartoonist. You write and draw your uh, your own stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you did a my favorite story, a, a rarity. My favorite story in a book I was also in. Wow, uh, was not by me. It was by you and Benito. Uh, the, the very short what two three pager in last year's boo. Uh, but you are also uh, you you are also a Muay Thai fighter. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, artistic, violent, very Sailor <laughs> Jupiter. Awesome. Okay. okay. She's she's the the brown haired one. Yeah, yes. she's the one with the, the ponytail, the tall one. Okay. She's a, a whopping five six, which means she towers above everyone else. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm, I am six, so that that fits too. There you Perfect. go. Look, <laughs> look, we just we just did it. We just came up with the best Sailor Moon personality quiz. <laughs> How tall are you, and do you like to fight? <laughs> Uh. All right, so this week's episode, Let's Become a Princess, Usagi's Bizarre Training. Now, I'm going to run through this pretty quick because <laughs> it is getting increasingly complicated. Our heroine is Usagi Tsukino. Uh, she is 14 years old. She stands 4'11". Uh, her uh, blood type is O. She is a cancer. Her birthday is coming up. We are, as of this uh, episode, two weeks away from her birthday. Oh so God. what are we going to do? Yeah, what are we doing? I don't know. We got to do something. We got we to gotta do something. We're well, two weeks away from Are you from willing to come up to New York? <laughs> Probably not. Okay, then I don't know what we can do. Okay, look, look, we we can get cake. We can eat cake on Skype. Oh, okay. Uh, she is also Sailor Moon, uh, which means she is the leader of the Sailor Scouts, the Pretty Guardians, the Sailor Senshi. Uh, she has also recently discovered that she is the reincarnation of Princess Serenity, who was the princess of the moon, the moon princess. Her name means bunny moon. It took them 35 episodes to get there. She is joined in her battles by the rest of the Sailor Scouts, who are uh, Sailor Mercury, the kind-headed girl genius, Amy Mizuno, uh, the hot-headed psychic, Rei Hino, Sailor Mars. Uh, there is Sailor Jupiter, Makoto Kino. The, uh, she is tall and likes to fight. Uh, and there is uh, Makoto I- or, uh, Minako Aino, Sailor Venus, the other blonde. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm proud of you because that's the shortest description you've ever given of Sailor Jupiter. Yes. Look, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying. Things are getting complicated. Now, uh, they also had an ally in the form of Tuxedo Mask, who was the reincarnation of Prince Endymion of Earth from the uh, the Silver Millennium Kingdom. Uh, this is but so stupid complicated. <laughs> I'm just imagining it's if really... I didn't know what you were talking about, how lost I would be. Okay. We like look, this is the first time Jordan Witt is hearing any of this. <laughs> yeah. I do I do have a question. You said that he also recently found out that she was the reincarnation of the princess. So is that a separate thing from being like head of, of, of her super team? It, sort of. I mean, yeah, it turns out no, but she at the time, yes. She was like, I know I'm a superhero called Sailor Moon. And I know we're looking for the moon princess. I wonder who it could be. Seriously? Yes. Yes. (laughs) And you also see flashbacks to the moon kingdom where uh, you see Princess Serenity with a very distinctive hairstyle. That involves two Odongos on top of her head and and 12 foot ponytails. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, in a very dramatic episode, Prince Endymion was stabbed with a crystal, put in the microwave and brought back to life, uh, and is now working for the dark kingdom. Now the dark kingdom has been steadily whittled down over the past 35 episodes. We're down to one general left out of four. He is Kunzite. He is handsome and has that handsome long white hair. Oh, uh, and he is working for Queen Beryl. And now that they... Now that they know Sailor Moon is the Moon Princess, they're trying to figure out who the Moon Princess is, and I don't understand that at all. (laughs) They should just wake up Jedi and ask him who Sailor Moon was. They don't know. They don't know that he knows. No, he told them. He told told Queen Beryl, hey, I know who the Sailor Scouts are. And she said, I don't care? Yes. Wow. And then she put him in eternal sleep. Then, yeah, then Sailor, then she's an idiot. She should have said, tell me first, and then I'm going to put you in eternal sleep. Look, we had this exact conversation. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I forgot. Um, I do do have a few questions about... (laughs) Please. Later on when we get to the episode. Okay. Well, we are we are starting the episode now. Uh, we open with uh, Usagi, oh, who Chris, is, of course... You must be so excited. I am excited. I am so excited because she is finally, after all these weeks, running to school late with toast in her mouth. First is this time. the first episode that happens? Yes. The, f- it, the, take the toast the part. The toast part. Take toast in her mouth. This is, I, was, I, I thought that was pretty funny. I thought it was just like happened all the time, though. If you had asked us before... Before we started this podcast, how often does it happen? We would have said all the time. The fact that we're only seeing it for the first time in episode 37 is kind of mind-blowing. We've talked about it every episode before this, pretty much. (laughs) This is like the 20th time she's been late for school. Right. But yeah, like, this is amazingly the first appearance of Toast in the Mouth, which is such a thing that people know about. Well, it's like an anime state. It happens in this one. It happens all the time. We did see her father have Toast in his mouth before, but not not her... (laughs) Not her herself. Now we know it's genetic. Uh, she meets up with Naru, who is uh, surprisingly happy. They're both late for school. They pause to high five, which is pretty great. <laughs> and uh, Naru reminds Usagi that uh, they actually had some homework to do today. Which, of course, uh, Usagi is so surprised that her uh, meatballs pop right off the top of her head. For the first time this episode, not the last. Not the last at all. <laughs> Um, uh, unexpected by me, some, some language in this scene, because Usagi, upon hearing about all of the homework she has, goes, oh, screw it. 
Oh, in the in the new dub, she says, "I'm so screwed." I, either way, I'm shocked that they would go with screwed in a in this cartoon. That's that's some look. That's that's they're getting they're getting gritty. They're getting, <laughs> they're getting real gritty. She had they're all showing, how, showing you how the real Moon Kids talk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, screw it. So, so a, a very cool guy uh, drives up in his Rolls Royce. What a cool guy. And uh, a bunch of girls get out and Wait, walk into school. Do they say cool guy or do they say cool guy in the dub? <laughs> you need to be a cool guy. <laughs> what we find out is that these girls who were driven to school in a uh, Rolls Royce are students of uh, the Rose Mansion, which is where Countess Rose... <laughs> Who just recently moved to one of Tokyo's many English castles? Of course, uh, she just moved from England and is uh, she is a famous aristocrat who is teaching girls how to be a princess. Okay, stop you right there. <laughs> Okay. Because I get to this part of the show and I go, all right, it's a pretty simple process. Step one, be the child of a king or queen. Oh, you can't do that step? You're fucked. That's it. The end. That's that's a very deterministic look at things, Jordan. <laughs> I'm, very, I'm very disappointed in you. How can you learn to be a princess? It's, 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 they're learning etiquette. I understand that. It's like Cotillion, right? Yes, and exactly. The only reason I'm going to let this go is because... <laughs> Is because we're going to learn later that it's all bullshit. That's the only reason I could let it go. No, like, this, like, look, look, with as as much as as uh, your parent corporation has conditioned the children of uh, America to aspire to be princesses. I was going to say, do you crash little girls princess parties? Yeah. They're playing me- me- Let's Pretend. If, Dude, if Countess Rose was having a Let's Pretend party, that would be way cooler. <laughs> Where she's like, guys, we're all going to pretend we're princesses. Who do you want to be? Who do you want to be? That would be awesome. But that is the not what's happening. I, the other day, I just saw like a little girl like dressed as um, uh, Anna from Frozen. Like just in Walmart. Just in the grocery store. And did you go up and, to her and uh, say, your highness? No, I went up to her and said, you're not a real princess because your <laughs> father's not a king. <laughs> And then I was like, and my name is Jordan D. White. <laughs> if you, your parents have any complaints about this behavior. Well, I, I'm just saying, I'm just saying step one is pretty simple. <laughs> now, obviously the thing is, uh, Usagi actually is a princess. Yes. <laughs> she is actually the daughter of a queen. Right. But uh, as you learned watching this episode, uh, Jordan Wit, uh, <laughs> Usagi does not act in a manner becoming of a princess. She is very lazy. She is uh, very clumsy. Uh, so she immediately begins to fantasize about learning to become a proper princess. In a fantasy that takes place at Christmas. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that as well. Very ridiculous. Shane Black uh, Maybe wrote this she episode, just I think. thinks castles have Christmas trees year-round. Oh, you I mean, know what? Isn't isn't there something like the 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 big main thing of Christmas is the the way, reason we celebrate it the way we do is because of the, the when the German uh, royalty became the English royalty and stuff. So maybe that's why. Uh, I believe we celebrate Christmas the way we do because of the Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus had a Christmas tree. <laughs> mm, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I've still seen it. They just somewhere. called them trees then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Je- Jesus in 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 the Middle East under a pine tree when it was snowing, right? Yeah, okay. exactly. 
Sure. Uh, so she uh, has a dream of dancing with Tuxedo Mask and his poorly animated top hat. <laughs> that top hat never looks right. It's, I'm sorry. It's a weird looking. You're right. It doesn't look I love real. this show. The top hat never looks right. Uh, so sh- they have a dream, which is interrupted by uh, a fearsome figure of Miss Haruna. But this is such a weird scene because the Mrs. Haruna who interrupts it is also is a dream. Haruna, she is not married. I'm sorry. Sorry. Miss Haruna. <laughs> My pardons, my lady. Um, she's also a dream, though, because then Serena Usagi, I'm sorry, yells at her as a princess, and she ends up going, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, and bowing to her. And then we cut to outside the dream, where the real Ms. Haruna has not yet interrupted the dream. Yeah, I think I think we're flashing back. I think when Usagi is mumbling, uh, how dare you address a princess like this, I think she is still having the dream. I agree, but she's already, but, but when they, I don't know. I, to, to me, I feel as though when they cut outside the dream, she's already chuckling the way that she is because Ms. Haruna is bowing to her. I don't know. That's Listen, how I took it. That's how you took it. Yeah, see? So so I think, I think it's what happened was, man, this is like Inception. At some point in this dream, Yusagi in her dream was like, oh man, I'm dreaming in class. Haruna's going to interrupt this dream. And then she dreamed the interruption. And then the real intro. Uh, either way, there are some <laughs> amazing faces already in True. this episode. Uh, this is one of the ones that gets really, really cartoony uh, in a way that I really love. Uh, there's so much, like so much exaggeration. And I love the way that uh, there's a great shot of uh, I- I- in the dream, you know, Princess Serenity's face as she, uh, you know, turns around and goes, how dare you address a princess in such a manner? And it's all sharp angles. And it's very, uh, it's very uh, Takeuchi, actually. And then you see, Usagi waking up in class and she's drooling and her eyes are half shut. It's an amazing contrast. I love I love the uh, whenever they contrast the uh, Usagi's imaginary view of herself with the reality. We've seen that a couple times and it's always delightful. So she goes out in the hall uh, where there is a lonely wind blowing by. Yes. And uh, Usagi resolves to take her responsibilities as a princess more seriously, which is met with approval from uh, Luna, that yakety yak cat from outer space. So, uh, Jordan. uh, Yes. Are you cool with this talking cat showing up? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Because I just was another thing thinking, like, they haven't explained Luna at all this episode. And this is the first. No, I guess not the first time. We see her at the very beginning, right? Well, I I, I knew a talking cat existed, but I don't, I didn't know her role. um, What do you think her role is? Do you feel like you got it now? Um, that she's like in charge of them? Yeah, yeah, she's like their boss. Yeah, okay. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know why. I don't know why Kat or who gave the role of, of being in charge of them. I don't think I'll- even we know that really. <laughs> I like this because one Jordan on this show is super into Luna. Oh. And it sounds like one Jordan could not care less about Luna. Well, I I'm, I really like shows with like animal companions. So I'm I'm a fan of Luna in theory. I just haven't seen a lot of her or I don't know why she's there. Yeah, they're well, not really big Luna episodes, these episodes. <laughs> honestly, I feel like that is why they gave her the British accent in the original dub. Because that immediately is, uh, oh... She's she's the authority figure. She's the Mary Poppins. Like yeah. she is a she is a stern British nanny who just happens to be a cat. <laughs> like we, I, I think even Chris and I, thirty seven episodes in, don't really know why she's a cat or why she's the one who is put in charge. We, yeah, I, I have mean, literally no idea. Like I know that technically <laughs> the reason she's in charge is because she knew about what was going. She knows what's going on before they all do, and she's the one who goes to Sailor Moon and goes, "You're going to become Sailor Moon," and gives her the items that turn, give her superpowers. Yeah, she's the 
the one who keeps all the transformation bins in her butt. Let's not not explain why she has those. I mean, well, because she was in some sort of position of authority a zillion years ago. But like, again, not like authority authority because she wasn't a princess, but she was like I, a major domo or something, I guess. I, I have know. a theory. Oh, okay. Let's hear it. I have a fan theory. Okay. Uh, she's not Usagi's cat. She's... <laughs> No, no, listen. Okay. She's not Usagi's cat. She's Queen Serenity's familiar. She and Artemis are Queen Serenity's familiars because one is the light side of the moon and one is the dark side of the moon. Uh-huh. And so much in the way that Rey has her two ravens that represent the two moons of Mars, Queen Serenity had her familiars that were hers and not necessarily her daughter's. And so when all the shit went down on the moon, uh, she, t- you know, she's the one who sent Luna into the future with a bunch of stuff in her butt. <laughs> That's a good theory. That's a really strong theory. Yeah. Which is weird because like half the time she is in charge of the Sailor Scouts and the other half of the time Usagi just treats her like a cat, like a cat that she owns. I mean, she treats herself like a cat in many ways, as we'll see next episode. Yes. I mean, I think she's still a cat. Yeah. But I think she's, I think she was Queen Serenity's familiar. I don't know. Uh, I am I am not reading ahead in the manga, so I don't know if that is ever explored. Uh, but I'm sure that a million people will tell theory. us. Every once in a while, fans will either write in kind of frustrated that we don't know, or then sometimes they'll ask. Like, if somebody wrote to us, I think, on Twitter at one point and said, like, do you, do you guys want me to tell you to spoil the deal with with Ray's Ravens? And I was like, I guess not. I guess I'd rather wait and see if there's Listen, a deal we're going to get to it in four years. <laughs> we, will, we will know all there is to know in four years. Probably. Uh, maybe. Maybe not. Because again, I, I mean, technically, I've seen all the episodes. I should know all this stuff. I just kind of forgot it all. <laughs> but yeah, like, the weird thing is, the weird stuff is what Luna doesn't know. Right. That's uh, true. Like, Luna not knowing who the Moon Princess was. And... That seems weird, yeah. Yeah. And, like, Luna and Artemis not knowing a whole lot about the Dark Kingdom. Right. Because in theory, they were there. Like, they're they're the ones, they're the only people on the show who were there on the Moon. Yeah, like, they uh, didn't get reborn. All yeah. The- all the scouts have been reborn since that okay. time, but yeah. uh, the, the, the but the, yeah, you're right. The cats supposedly just traveled forward a time. Uh, I don't know, or they were slept all that time. Maybe they just again, they just forgot. They just it's been a long time. They're like, eh, I don't know. So in the Dark Kingdom, <laughs> yes, uh, there is an amazing uh, sequence of side eyes <laughs> going crazy. on. Okay. Everybody is just side eyeing each other constantly <laughs> for the like two minutes. Absolutely, and well, and and Demian is immediately badass. He immediately sets himself apart from the uh, the four kings who were, were the original bad guys because Queen Beryl goes, and Demian, I want you to do this. And he goes, no. <laughs> because no one else would have dared to say that. She goes, work with Kunze and, and bring me Sailor Moon. And he goes, I refuse. I don't work with anybody. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, uh, Kunze is garbage. <laughs> <laughs> and no. And Kunzai's like, yeah, 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 me, uh, yeah, I, I agree with that. I don't want to work with him anyway, so. And the look Queen Beryl gives him, she's like, that's fine. Like, oh, she wants him so bad. <laughs> they are definitely uh, fucking. Whoa. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, look. Fan look. theory number two. <laughs> Fan theory number two. Look, she... She brought him back to life, bright, like reprogrammed him, and the look she is giving him. Damn, I'm, I'm and afraid she has you're talked right. About, she has talked about it before. She I mean, has not, talked about not sleeping about, with him? No, she has gone like, so. yep, I'm just having sex with Tuxedo Mask. 
like she has talked about you know finding him so attractive that's true that's true uh, I, I don't know man uh, two, well two things I want to say about the scene too is one is this is some weird drawing in the scene everybody's face looks off to me in this scene like they've got a yeah. different animation crew entirely and they have never drawn these characters before because yeah, Darian's got a much stronger chin and and even Queen Beryl she just looks weird I don't know something's weird about that. also this is again for, for this episode has some strong language in it and I don't mean to swear this time but like this time just content because she says bring me Sailor Moon's corpse which I was like, whoa, that's pretty extreme. I mean, I, they always like, you know, take care of Sailor Moon or finish her or things like that. But she's like, no, I would like you to bring the corpse here. I would like you to murder her and drag her dead body <laughs> yeah. into our cave. Yeah. She needs proof. I get that. <laughs> I mean, she doesn't really need proof. She's got a crystal ball. She watches it all happen. <laughs> They, they play the tapes. They play the tapes later. They, they, pl- they play tapes of people of Sailor Moon <laughs> defeating them. Oh, Chris, Chris, I, I just watched the end of that scene. And again, you've, you've, you've tainted it forever with your fan theory number two. Oh, no. They, no like, you're like, absolutely right, unfortunately. Like, yeah. He's, that look she's giving him is so hurry up and get home afterwards so I can reward yeah. you. It's creepy. <laughs> Oh. I mean, look, look. Maybe, maybe they're not. No, they because Endymion uh, is is if nothing else, Endymion is really resistant to doing things her way. Like he's always, as we'll see in in this episode, he's always like you know not quite. He's interrupting Sailor Moon's impending death as he always has. Uh, but like she definitely wants to. I. I'll believe it, though. I, I'd believe it either way, unfortunately, because it's so strong there now. So uh, back at the Crown Game Center, uh, the arcade where Motoki works, Luna is using the Sailor V video game to confer with her boss. Uh, we've seen this before, but now there's a glitch in the system and we finally see who the boss is. It's Artemis, the talking cat who lives inside the video game. <laughs> Yes, so we've spoiled this for listeners a million billion times. Uh, but uh, again, Jordan, I'm interested in hearing your take on this scene because I feel like out of context, it's just the most random scene in the world. Am I right? Yeah, like I, I don't really know who Artemis is supposed to be. Yeah. Okay. Uh, mo- mostly on Tumblr stuff, I just see Luna. Um, so I don't, like, I, I have no idea. I mean, do you want to know? Th- there's two or... answers. Like, in-world answer is Artemis is just the, the, the other talking cat in the group and and he belongs to sailor venus the like out of world answer is that this really weird thing the the fast version is that before sailor moon there was a a, a almost identical comic called sailor v in which basically there was this character named sailor v who later becomes sailor venus who is exactly like sailor moon and basically has all the same circumstances as sailor moon including the talking cat it's just a different talking cat yeah including the talking (laughs) cat and including two friends at school who are exactly like usagi's friends at school um and then why? Because they, she made that one and it was successful and they said, let's make an anime of that. And she was like, you know, before we knew that, I think the anime would be better if there was a team of them instead of just one. So I've got an idea to redo it, to do it slightly, to like spin off differently where we have a whole group. And that's when she started the, the anime and the manga of Sailor Moon pretty much at the same time. Okay. And then so worked Sailor like, V into it. it. No, no, she, she ended up, it. right. <laughs> No, because codename Sailor V is in Sailor Moon continuity. Okay. It's just that... uh, Just weird. (laughs) Like... Minako got her powers a year early and was a solo heroine for a year. And it's like, it's really good. I actually, it's my favorite part of the manga. 
So, uh, so, so, yeah, yeah so, so, that's why there's two cats. <laughs> so over the course of over the course of the last, you know, 30 something episodes, we've seen maybe three or four times uh, Luna going and talking in secret to this computer find, and, and getting instructions from a boss that we don't know who it is. And this is where we find out, oh, it was just the other cat who <laughs> they hadn't <laughs> met, like just telling her what to do. Yeah, which is weird because they have actually met Artemis now. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's super weird that he's continuing this ruse. Uh, yeah. And when we see it, there's a glitch in the system and we see Artemis. And I think the weirdest thing about it is that there's a, a can of cat food uh-huh. that is next to him that is open with a fork in it. Yep. I wrote that down as well. What is he using the fork for? You can't. Are they cats or are they people? <laughs> It's so ridiculous. Also, we have the, not had to ask that question for so long. He has headphones on that are not on his They're ears. They're not on his ears. <laughs> They're on the sides of his head as if he had human ears, which he does not. <laughs> which he definitely doesn't have. Maybe he just needs it for the voice changer. Well, yeah, I'm sure that's what it is. But it's, so, again, what I love, Artemis is so far in the series, he's kind of a jerk. He really is. Like Artemis is a huge dick. He, he just he tries to like boss everybody around and then he's like, "Oh, you know what? I've been secretly telling Luna what to do all the time. I'm just going to keep up this bullshit ruse even though I could just say to her, "So, you know, that was me." Uh, I mean, he probably should have. He should have just been like, "That was me giving you instructions, you know. So, I should just be the boss." Whereas now she's going to be like, "Fuck you, dude. I'm not listening to you ever again." Yeah, Luna flips out. I love I love Luna flipping out because again, she flips out like a cat and a people at the same time. <laughs> Little claws. Like her tail goes straight up and, and her claws come out, but she's also like leaning over the, like she looks she looks simultaneously human and yeah. cat-like. Uh, and I love that the, the arcade machine that she's yelling at gets a sweat drop. <laughs> yes, it does. Yes, it does. Oh, man. Because we're, we're actually under the belief that he's literally inside the arcade cabinet. I, I'm, I'm like, it could be that he's not. It potentially could be he's somewhere else. But as far as I'm concerned, he's in it. Yeah, like, I think he's supposed to be in. in... Like camping out inside? <laughs> yes. I think that's where he lives. I mean, no, he lives with Sailor V. Miss. <laughs> But I think, like, in the background in this shot, you can see, like, curtains. And they're curtains that are specifically the color of Sailor Venus's outfit, so... Oh, so that's her house? Oh. Yeah, he's probably at, at uh, the Aino household with Minako and her terrifying mother. He's, he's using, a, a, a like, a 12-baud modem to connect to this. I he's done know. some really good video chatting for this being 1992. <laughs> yes, exactly. We can't even get a Skype connection to last for an hour. <laughs> so, at the Rose Mansion, uh, there is Princess training going on with all these girls in their identical pink princess dresses. There's a tea ceremony. Uh, there's poetry reading. And Usagi shows up because she wants to learn to be a princess. I guess this poem is a real poem uh, because it's the exact same one they use. in. They even use it in the deep dub, the original 1997. Uh, um, I don't know it, but I guess it's a real poem. Do you, would you like to recite it? I, no. <laughs> let me look at Francis Hinek, it says. Let's see. I can see if I can look it up. Uh, As I sank into the darkness, my beloved sent me a golden arrow. Okay. I am perplexed by the sweet poison covering the arrowhead a prisoner of love and then he's like that's a nice composition 
Oh, I mean, because, spoiler, Usagi is out in a tree outside the uh, Rose Mansion. No, she's not there. She's in a tree uh, looking in through the windows and, and listening to them. And uh, then she freaks out and screams. A shock that she's about to be discovered, by the way. Uh, she f- screams and Luna's like, what? And she goes, they have cheesecake. Specifically cheesecake from Charmant. Oh, my. Uh, which I have seen as the name of a uh, a patisserie okay. uh, several times in uh, 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 anime and in tokusatsu. So I don't know if that is a if that is like an actual thing or just a, a common name that would be a uh, you know, for a French uh, bakery. Yeah, it sounds like a generic name. I don't know. I mean, it could be real, though. Uh, yeah. Quick Google didn't find it. but just a- Anyway, uh, so Yusagi's freaking out about the cheesecake <laughs> and surprise, surprise. Surprise, uh, she is discovered by... So surprising that once again, once her odongos pop off the top of her head. Uh, so a guy says to her, you know, hey, if you're here to visit, you should use the door uh, instead of climbing a tree. Uh, she falls out of the tree on her face, and so does poor Luna. <laughs> I do I do actually really like that, because he doesn't say, hey, what are you doing in the tree? He goes, uh, you should use the front door. Because that it's all about politeness. Yeah, exactly. It's all about politeness and, and etiquette. And he goes, and she goes. Oh well, I'm here because I was thinking uh, maybe I'd like to take this this uh, princess exam or exam. I'm sorry, uh, seminar. And he goes, Oh, I'm afraid. Uh, Seminars are bad news in this town, man. <laughs> well, that's also true. <laughs> Seminars are bad news. But he goes, No, you can't join because you need an invitation from a member. And Usagi <laughs> goes, Oh, I got an invitation from <laughs> this lady, and holds up <laughs> Luna, <laughs> which. I just don't understand why she would even say that. Is she trying to pass herself off as a mental patient who has wandered <laughs> onto the grounds? Like, what is this supposed to achieve? And I love their guy's response just being, we don't accept invitations from cats. <laughs> He's unflappable. <laughs> if only he knew that she was a cat and a people. <laughs> But um, but unfortunately, he's also wrong because they do accept invitations from cats because what's her name? Countess Rose. Countess Rose. Has overheard this conversation and goes, ha ha ha, that's so charming that she says she got an invitation from a cat. I'll let her in. <laughs> and again, because- at, at this point, I'm going, what? <laughs> And later, in a moment, it will become clear. Everybody admires Usagi's moxie. Oh, yes. She thought of that genius, <laughs> that genius ruse. I was invited by a cat. <laughs> uh, there's a bit in here. Uh, Countess Rose tells her there is one condition to her uh, acceptance into the princess seminar. Right. And there's like one frame of Usagi freaking out. Like she gets huge eyes. She gets like a skull and crossbones and a word balloon. Uh, it, it's like two, like three frames maybe. It goes by so fast. But it's such a great little touch. I love the animation in this episode. It's really great. Yeah, it is. Uh, so Usagi freaks out about what the condition could be. Because she lists off basically everything she can think of that it could be. And then says, I yeah, can't she says, do any uh, of those. Tea ceremony, flower arrangement, cooking. <laughs> Uh, sewing, cleaning, putting on a kimono, and even studying. I can't do any of that. (laughs) And so then, surprise, surprise, the answer is, no, no. Oh, by the way, how splendid to be so unskilled, says Countess Rose. (laughs) How how adorable it is that you are terrible at everything. (laughs) She wants Yusaki as a pet, is what is happening here, I think. Um, Anyway, she goes, no, 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 it's not none of that. Uh, It's just that everyone who can join this has to play Frisbee. (laughs) Has to be able to throw Frisbee. 
Uh, which side note for one second, uh, for some reason in the Deke dub, they change it to discus. Uh, because Frisbee is a copyrighted term. Is that why? Yes. Frisbee is a, uh, copyright held by the Whammo Toy Corporation. But they say it in the dub, in the sub here. Yeah. Well, it's because the, they don't care in Japan. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. That's fair. It, it also, it's it might be one of those things that, um, there can be a specific term, uh, like Band-Aid or, uh, Linoleum or Xerox. Like those are, those are copyrighted brand terms uh but if they become synonymous with the object right right uh then it is ruled that they no longer are are copyrighted terms which is why uh you know the the, the little jingle that i am stuck on band-aids because band-aids stuck on me like that's why they changed it to i am stuck on band-aid brand <laughs> Oh wow! I never so they're knew that. Band-Aid brand adhesive bandages. Like yeah, it's, so it's one of those things. It, like, that's funny. So it might be a thing that frisbee has just become like evolved into the generic term over the past. 23 years uh but i i really i i don't know if it has or not but i assume that's why they changed it to uh they changed it to disc discus well because that's the thing like i don't even think of like because to me frisbee and discus are not the same thing like discus is an olympic sport frisbee if there's another word for it besides frisbee it's not discus well it's if you go and if you go to the store and like look at a a non-wemo brand frisbee what are they called uh, it's usually called a flying disc flying disc yeah at any rate my knowledge of toy copyrights is finally coming in (laughs) handy uh, so, so yeah, he, so here's I the love thing. this part. I she love goes, this part. Yeah, she goes, uh, okay, she goes, <laughs> you have to be able to play Frisbee. And Sailor Moon goes, oh, I am super good at that. Uh, and she demonstrates with this astonishing uh, Frisbee move where she actually uses a Frisbee, a plastic Frisbee, to cut people's hair ribbons without affecting them or their hair. She used to send a Frisbee... <laughs> Into the building. Into the building. Cuts two people's hair ribbons with a plastic uh, frisbee, and then uh, re- it returns to her. It boomerangs back to her. Yeah, it back curves. out another window, and then into her hand. Um, now, I was obviously, impressed by that. Yes. Now, what you don't realize, because I don't think they use it in either of the two episodes you see. No, is they that don't. this this ability is very similar to an attack she does as Sailor Moon. It's uh, her finishing move. Well, it was her finishing. She hasn't used it, it in ages. Now, it was a thing where she takes off her tiara. The tiara starts spinning and turns into a discus, and then she throws it at a monster and kills the monster. It is called Moon Tiara Action, um, which they will mention in a moment. Now, okay, uh, I so I just want to talk my about favorite. my mind, my, the, my state of mind in watching this episode, because there's so many things that I keep going, what? <laughs> like, how can this be? And the answer is, and I'm going to just, I know I'm jumping ahead half of a, of a scene because there's this tiny little scene in between. But what we're going to learn is that this is the plan. And I can't believe this is the plan. <laughs> this is the bad guy's plan. The bad guys yeah. are going, she's really, she does this attack that she kills us with this flying disc thing. Let's set up. Oh my God. Let's set up a princess seminar because she's not a very good princess. So she'll obviously want to become a princess. And then we'll say, you can't get in unless you can throw a frisbee the way Sailor Moon throws a frisbee. That way, I I can't believe this is their plan. I can't believe this is their plan. But it's their plan. But but look, in the world of this show, this makes perfect sense. (laughs) This is the cleverest plan they have come up with. All the plans they have come up with have been like the one with the fake Sailor Moon to try and trap the real Sailor Moon. Like that is complicated. This makes perfect sense for them. Like, okay, we know that there's a famous aristocrat who just moved to Japan. Well, that part is true. Yes. So let's turn her into a monster and then we'll set up, we'll make her a princess teacher. Because we almost had her with the evil hair salon. That's true. (laughs) 
They did. He's not lying. They almost got her. If we can't get her by DNA, we'll get her with uh we'll get her with the frisbee. This is oh this is God. just the, the archery contest from Robin Hood with a frisbee. <laughs> Well, okay. So then they're like, all right, well, she's going to be super clumsy and she's going to be really good at this frisbee thing. And then they ha- they already have her there. They already have a person who's a terrible princess and good at frisbee. And then they're like, all right, I wonder who it will be. No, this pl- this is this plan is ridiculous. Narrowed it down to three. Well, they didn't even narrow it down to three. Okay, now, now we have so to get much, back into but it. Everyone was good except her. Yeah, exactly. This is what Jordan is right about this because okay, because because what the scene I skipped is a very quick scene with the other four scouts where the other four scouts uh, and they actually it's a it's a nice scene because the other four scouts are going oh man she's in this princess thing yeah that's good because she needs to learn how to be a princess says says Artemis <laughs> Artemis being like yeah she doesn't act very princessy and Sailor Venus is actually cool because Sailor Venus goes hey you know she's great and she. She is a princess, so who cares? And Artemis is like, no, but that's not what they do. And so then, but then the weird part of the scene is then they go, hey guys, wait a minute. Why don't we all just go there? Okay. And they go. I also like that uh, Minako goes, well, what's wrong with the way you saw he is now? And Artemis just immediately goes, a lot of stuff. <laughs> She's got a lot of problems. But both of these episodes, like uh, Minako is is really cool. Yeah. Like Minako is the one who is like, no, you saw he's fine. And no, I'll lie to the cats. I don't give a fuck. Uh-huh. <laughs> she does that. She does that next week this is no this is a slight uh, I, I just this just occurred to me chris uh, and sorry this doesn't really have a lot of interest for you probably jordan but what what do you think would have happened how do you think it would have gone down if they had swapped cats by if the, the cats had gone the other direction oh i think uh, i think artemis would be way uh luna would be way happier <laughs> and artemis would have run into traffic <laughs> <laughs> if artemis had gotten sailor moon he would have just been like this is the you, i've given up on you i'm you know what i don't care if you are the actual princess I'm going to give it to someone else. Your friend Molly is more competent. She's going to be the new Sailor Moon. Yeah. I mean, look, you know, my theory about Luna is that Luna only sleeps at Usagi's house. Like she is, she's over at Amy's until it is time to go to bed. <laughs> We've seen her. We've seen her there with her a lot. Yeah. After, after the, after the Aksari episode, she was like, nope, this, I'm going to go, I'm going to go over to Ray's. <laughs> Uh, one once in a while. Yeah. One more thing before we completely move on from this. Uh, that uh, again, I don't know if if you would have picked up on it, Jordan. Um, the uh, actual animation of Usagi throwing the frisbee. Yes, is is her. It's the same poses as her attack, but it's the only time we ever see her in those like. It's the only time we ever seen new footage of that since the first episode, right? Because they redrew it but, with her, with her, with her yeah. civilian clothes. Yeah, it's Usagi in her in her civilian clothes, which I think is great. Yes. I love that. Uh, anytime that we see stuff like that, because we've seen her, like we've seen her do the "I'll punish you" pose as a civilian a couple times. Yeah, uh, but getting the full Moon Tiara action thing, I love it. Love that's, it. I like I like seeing superheroes do like superhero stuff out of costume. So that's <laughs> that's pretty. I like that. Yeah, yeah, because it, it, it's great. I love Love it. Anyway, so yeah, the uh, the other girls decide that they are also going to go to uh, princess training, and then there's some <laughs> some more frisbee while dressed as fox hunters. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, are they getting all these clothes for free? Because there's no way Usagi can afford these clothes. I think she's there on a frisbee scholarship. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we see her being even better at frisbeeing. Uh, and so, if this is what it takes to be a princess, it's a cinch. Which is which is weird. 
Because this implies that Usagi is good at this outside of being Sailor Moon. Well, I was assuming it's just she's tapping into her Sailor Moon abilities, uh, of which there are not many to tap into. I mean, it's weird because we've, you know, we've talked about how there are the scouts all have powers that exist outside of their Sailor Moon powers. Right. Like Amy's always a genius. Yes. Like Amy doesn't get smarter when she turns into Sailor Mercury. Ray is a psychic beyond, you know, outside of being uh, Sailor Mars. Like she can do exorcisms and, and all that stuff outside of that. Jupiter is really, really strong, even when she's not transformed. Mm-hmm. Minako uh, is exactly like Sailor Moon, so she's whatever. She's beautiful, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yes. Uh, but, no, like, I can't believe you're not going to say, you know Sailor Moon's power. It's, it's, she's fr- It's friendship. Yes, and that's your favorite power. I know that the real power is friendship. Yes. <laughs> but also the real power is killing monsters. <laughs> So can they not, like, the fire one, can she not throw fire when she's not dressed in her outfit? No, none of them I mean, can do never, the magic, th- that stuff. Uh, we never see them doing it. But, <laughs> like, if Usagi picked up a, a tiara that could turn into a discus, like, could she do moon tiara magic without being Sailor Moon? Well, the answer is, we, yes, we, we just see. She's got a disc. She, she does it. So apparently, that yes, that means that if... I, I believe this means that uh, Amy has a future doing, like, bubble magic. <laughs> like, like, she can do, like, pick up a little bubble wand and be like, check this out. And, like, um, make awesome Amy bubbles. Amy has a future being an immortal goddess of the earth. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they all have that. But she could do a little side project. <laughs> And so, yes, probably Mars could be, like, a fire. They could put on, like, a nice, like, circus show. Mars could be a fire swallower. <laughs> Jupiter could be an electrician. Uh, <laughs> sure. So we, we literally see Kunzai explaining that, yes, this is the plan. That, uh, like, yeah, we wanted to give them something similar to uh, Moon Tiara action. Actually, this- I, I wrote that down, that his plan was Frisbee. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe it either. I'm as shocked as you are. <laughs> But it's like, again, it makes so much sense. Kunzite has realized he is in a cartoon. (laughs) Yeah, apparently he has. So, so, okay. Now, here's, here's, uh, guys, I know it's going to be a a whole week before we talk about the next episode. But I just want you to keep in your mind, okay, for a week, that the plan here is contingent on the fact that Sailor Moon sucks at doing things. Okay? The plan here is she's going to fail. We're going to set up a thing and she's going to fail, clearly, because she's Sailor Moon and she sucks. That is the bad guy's plan. Okay, keep that in mind for next week. So, uh, we get one more shot of her in the Moon Tiara action pose, this time dressed as a fox hunter. (laughs) Yes. Which I don't like as much as it being Usagi in her civilian clothes, uh, because there's, you know, an element of classism to it now. (laughs) (laughs) No, because she's like, she's like, this is like great expectation. She's just a a simple Japanese middle... (laughs) middle schooler being raised up to the, the level of uh, the aristocracy. So we get some more princess training. Uh, they, they teach Usagi how to eat soup. Uh, <laughs> and then probably my second favorite thing about this episode, they ask her, like, how would you politely offer someone a cup of coffee? <sighs> and you, uh, would you like some coffee? It's free, <laughs> which is great. It's Amazing. It was a little different in the in the Hulu one, the Hulu version. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what she says in it. Uh, in the subtitles. Would you, yeah. Would you care to to join me, please, or something like that? But like they don't she, they don't mention the free. She's overly she's overly uh, not because that's the thing. This is the thing. It's an awkward scene to translate uh, because I think it, it it probably is very rooted in the specifics of Japanese culture and Japanese yeah. uh, 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 nicety. Because it, the way that it 
plays in the subtitles. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find it right now. Uh, it's, would you be so kind as to please partake in some coffee, uh, please? <laughs> <laughs> she's overly nice. Uh, yes. in, the, yeah. in the Deke dub, in the Deke dub, she's like, they, they like totally change it completely. They like, they make it into, uh, they, well, first of all, they make it cocoa because I guess coffee's not good for children. I, I don't yes. know. Uh, so It'll she goes, your growth. You'll be 411 forever. <laughs> so they're going to actually is. <laughs> so they're going to offer. They ask her how you would offer someone cocoa. And she's like, I don't know. Uh, hey, cocoa's on. Who wants it? <laughs> and they're like, no, no, no. You have to be like, how would you like to have some cocoa? Which is like what she says in the real one. So it, it's 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 weird. It's it because it, because then their answer when she's super polite is that's way too polite for coffee. Like yeah. it, coffee, you don't have to be so 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 uh, formal. You can just be like, have some coffee. Yeah. In the hey, in the new dub she she like kind of stammers her way through it and then tacks on the uh tacks on the it's free <laughs> and then uh uh countess rose goes you do not need to stress that the coffee is complimentary <laughs> that's a very funny. which is really great that like, is a great way to do it the new the biggest flaw in the new dub i think is that the scouts kind of sound too much like each other there's not as much like they don't go as broad in distinguishing the voices as the deke dub did where you know everybody's voice is way over the top cartoony uh and amy talks like this uh, which is almost my luna um but i really do like some of the rewriting that they do to to make it match a little bit better uh it's it's a really it's a really solid dub so from there we go okay. to yeah this is where everything gets really fucking weird <laughs> yeah so there's a dance there's a ball uh with i guess some boys from the prince seminar <laughs> I was there's, wondering about that. There's a who dude knows? in here, the dude with the glasses, who looks exactly like a guy I went to high school with. Oh, I, yeah, I see that guy. <laughs> uh, so so we, but the point is that, yeah, they're dancing, and she's saying, this is your final, to, to behave like a princess at a dance. Everyone's dressed in identical clothes, down to the same jewelry and everything, except for the, in their hair. And uh, she says, the teacher says, I'll tap you on the shoulder if you pass. If I tap you on the shoulder, you pass. Then go into the other room, and I'll give you a, a little certificate or whatever, and you'll be a princess. I don't know. You'll, you'll be okay. as if you or a princess. I don't know. Um, now, here's the thing. Usagi's terrible at dancing. She falls over. She looks up. The other four scouts are there. Wait, what? How the yeah. fuck did they get in? And I understand they said they were going there, but did they all go, We yeah, Kat's recommended us too. <laughs> and she was like, perfect, come in. Yeah, look, they had <laughs> Artemis with them. <laughs> you know what? That makes... Did, does the Dark Kingdom know about the cat? Sure. Let's say they do. But here's... So the, is that why she was accepted? <laughs> but why would... But why would... <sighs> Why would the girls accept this? This is what they're doing. They're walking in at the last lesson of a seminar going, they hey, can we join in? They weren't even there at the beginning of dance. Yeah, they or weren't even there at the beginning. They walking... would have seen them. Part... <laughs> they up two seconds before they get tapped on the shoulder. Okay, Partway through the dance, they go, can we join in? The teacher goes, yeah. And then she taps them <laughs> on the shoulder going, you who just got here, you pass. You were already a princess, basically. Obviously, they've been taking. Sagi's been in the afternoon class, and they've been in the morning class. Oh yeah, okay. It's not like they're studying to be a princess. It's like they're slurping soup for eight hours, guys. Come on. <laughs> they were. It turns out. Um. Okay. So that's weird. But yes, as we said, two of the girls who just got there, Amy and Jupiter, just walked in off the street, put on the nice clothes, and started dancing. And she goes, "You ladies, pass." Uh, they all- I really, I really like that, by the way, because Amy always comes off as uh, as proper, if nothing else. Mm-hmm. Like she doesn't really, you know. It's kind of surprising that she would be this good at dancing. Yeah, at, you know, at a social activity, uh, especially given you know the the crystal version of Amy and her sweatshirt and her giant glasses. 
but I love that uh, Makoto is just effortlessly good at being a princess. Yeah. Because, you know, and, and we've talked about this before, like, Makoto is the one who fights. Makoto is the one who's, who's big and tall. But she's also, like, really into, you know, stereotypically feminine things. So when she comes in, and, and she's also very physical. So, of course, when she comes in and puts on the dress, she's going to be effortlessly great at dancing. Uh, I love Just Makoto. like me. That's why I'm like her. I'm the MBTI. Yeah. And I also <laughs> love that uh, Ray is too aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> and Minako is just like Isagi. <laughs> She's, she's like, yeah, she's like uh, doing a weird herky-jerky dance or something. Yeah, she's um, trying to, she's having some fun with it. <laughs> she's having some fun with it. Uh, they're different because, again, Yusagi's like nervous. Minako is not nervous at all. She's just no, awkward. She's, she's, yeah, she's, she's having a good time all the time. It's terrible at so, it. So, but again, okay, so and I said this is where it starts to get weird and then it keeps getting weirder. So the girls who oh, graduate, the girls who graduate go into the next room to get their certificates and they go, hmm, interesting. <laughs> this room where we graduate is full of whack replicas of people. Terrified people. Terrified people, yes. <laughs> These tall, green, scared women in beautiful dresses. Huh. Anyway, where is our certificates? Um... <laughs> But but here's that's the evening class. <laughs> that's the, yeah, there you go. Um, yeah. No, so obviously, uh, what then? What happens is the, Rose shows up and she she goes. No, it turns out I'm not really a person. I'm a monster. She transforms into a monster, uh, and she <laughs> and the monster is made, is covered in clams. The monster is made of clams, all of which then have like uh, what do you call them? Uh, 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 pearls inside them, but somehow when sh- the clams open their mouths, they squirt green. What turns out to be wax? Because I yeah, think at some point like, they call it wax. And it's like clams that are like it. it may- the clams on her boobs do it, and it's I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> they do do that. Yes, <laughs> it's like there's a bunch of clams on her arms, on her Head. like on her belt, and on her on her boobs, and I don't like it. <laughs> but it's- here's. But here's the, the main thing is not even how creepy it looks and how... Why does she do it? Because again, the plan is contingent on the high fact that she goes, Sailor Moon is one of the failures. All these girls who passed, these are not Sailor Moon. Just let them go. <laughs> they graduated. Give them a fucking certificate. They'll go home. Then go my, deal with... My, my question is, how is there not a massive police hunt for all oh. these girls that go missing? This happens the all the time. Too common. Too common. There's a lot. <laughs> Of statues there. <laughs> They're just, the, the police are, the p- parents are calling the police right now. And what you don't want to know is that the, the police are going, oh, there's probably another giant uh, coma incident where everybody's gone into a coma again. Yeah. I'm sure well, you'll find week, them on the news. Work out. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably trapped in a amusement park ride that's going to turn into ashes and they'll wake up. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Like <laughs> this happens all the time, but I'm just, but the point here is that it doesn't have to like in, in most of those previous incidences that we're referencing, that was when the plan about the bad guys was all about. We have to capture people and steal their energy. The entire goal of this is to kill Sailor Moon. And they know that none of these girls are Sailor Moon. They just go, eh, we like turning people to wax. Let's do that. <laughs> I, I kind of assume that they still want the energy. <laughs> no, because the energy was to wake up Queen Metallia. It, was, was that the only thing it's for, That is for, all they've ever said it was for. And then since okay. she woke up, they haven't said a, a peep about energy. I mean, like, look, it can't hurt to have, uh, <laughs> it can't hurt to have a bunch of energy in, in reserve. <laughs> all right. <laughs> 
So the clam monster. Uh, do do you know the name of the clam monster? I missed it. Uh, yeah, I, actually, I have it right here. I, I looked it up. It is uh, Shakukai. Shakokai. Shakokai. Uh, and uh, and not only that, but I look uh, since I'm on the Wikipedia page, it tells me why she's called that. Okay. Uh, her, her name translates to social circle. Huh. That doesn't That's explain a, the clams. <laughs> yeah. <it's> a, okay. <laughs> I always think it has something to do with shucking clams. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, maybe. I, it could be another one of those triple linguistic puns. It could be. Oh, what was her name in the... Oh, her name in the dub, uh, in the Deke dub, was Polite Society. <laughs> I, don't, na- I don't know why. Yeah, he'd That's be like, weirder. Polite Society, attack them. Yeah, like that was her name. Yeah, I don't know why. Uh, so she says, you know, she comes out and she's like, yeah, there's no way that the real Sailor Moon would ever pass the... Uh, Princess Seminar. She is a clumsy, she's clumsy, scatterbrained, and uncouth. And there's a shot of Isagi and Minako and Ray, and Minako and Ray are like, "Yeah, that makes sense. That's a that, that's a good way to find her." <laughs> <laughs> and Isagi's like, "You assholes." <laughs> <laughs> So they fight the clam monster again. There's a lot of squirting oh. going on, but it's I don't Super like it. Oh, this, this, there's okay. Here, here's here's the weird part about this because it's also green. Right? Yeah, it's really weird. I don't know what color would be better, but I know green <laughs> is bad. But but here's the thing. So polite society, social circle. Has basically goes. I know one of you three is Sailor Moon, right? Yeah. So the idea here, I would assume, is okay. Well, now you're going to transform, and I will know who you are. Uh, then something what? unusual happens. Something that very rarely happens, which is the cats attack. Uh, Artemis and Luna jump on Social Circle. <laughs> To distract her, and then the girls jump out the window, and then they transform. The thing is, there's three of them, and they transform into the three Sailor Scouts. I kind of feel like, what was the distraction for? Who cares? Does it matter? She's like, one of you three was Sailor Moon, but now I'll never know which one. But the other two are the other three Sailor Scouts, so who cares? Now, uh, Jordan, this is your first time seeing these transformations. No, I've seen them many times before. No, other Jordan. (laughs) Nightmare. This is the stuff of nightmares. Sorry. Uh, Jordan Witt, this is your first time seeing these transformation sequences. Obviously, Jordan and I have seen them many, many times. But what did you what did you think of them? Um, I thought they were fine. <laughs> okay. All right. They're fine. I mean, listen, I, I think I think the reason he's asking, and I could be wrong, is that they're weird. I mean, on, to us, it has grown normal that every once per episode, these girls throw their hands up in the air and their clothes explode, and then they spin around naked in cosmic energy until they are reclothed with new costumes. But that's something well, that could strike people as odd. What? It's anime. Yeah, it is. <laughs> that, that, that sort of thing happens. Okay. Uh, cool. I just... I'm confused as to how they don't know that she's Sailor Moon when she doesn't wear a mask or right. anything. This is this is something we've discussed a lot as well. Our conclusion and is that it's magic. That's it. Yeah, because she doesn't wear a mask. Her hair is the same. No one else in the world has that <laughs> hairstyle. Uh, no, no one else in the world. Like Even if they've got the buns on top, no one's hair. No one in Japan has 18-foot blonde hair done up in Odongos. But even, um, but even like after that, so, so when when she signed up for this princess seminar, they didn't get her name or any information on her. They just <laughs> they just let her show up. So they, I mean, Point. you'd think 
you'd think afterwards to be like, okay, it's one of one of these three girls. We have their names. We we have contact information from them. No, because <laughs> the only let's just let's just go to one of these three girls and figure out which one it actually is. Nope. The only thing they required was that you could throw a discus. That's it. Other than that, they were like, you don't have to do anything. Did she call her by name? I think she did. I think. So. I think the teacher called her Usagi at one when she was going like Usagi when she does the coffee thing. Well, I guess. Like, look, if Jedi was in charge, now, uh, uh, Jordan Witt, Jedi was the first villain of the show. He was the first of the Negaverse generals. And his plans were all about starting small businesses. <laughs> his plans were all about e- making evil pet stores and evil amusement parks and, like, Getting he, all those business licenses must have taken some time. Yeah, I'm saying he would have had the documentation. <laughs> Kunza, and he's also the only one who figures out their identities by the end of, of it. Uh, but I guess when they turn uh, Social Circle back into Countess Rose, I guess she's got all the records. Uh, and, and so Kunza like, stops has, by and goes, can I have those records? And she's like, who are you? No, you'll have to get a warrant or like something. Like, what? <laughs> I guess... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so we. Or get, she's uh, like, or I think more likely she goes. Why did I hold a princess seminar? That yeah. Why did I? Why did I? I moved here. I did not move here to start a school in my house. I'm gonna just destroy all these records. I don't need them. They're they are garbage to me. <laughs> so so. They transform, they announce their names, uh, and then uh, Shikokai is like, oh, I knew one of you was Sailor Moon. And it's like, yeah, yeah, the other two are Sailors Mars and Venus, but okay, uh, you missed two out of five. Well, because they're not all klutzy. She's kind of lucky she got three of them. So then uh, well, we actually see we actually see their uh, their attacks, too, and we see them being completely ineffective. Uh, she uses uh, the weird, ugh, weird green goop to... <laughs> block both fire soul and uh crescent beam uh jordan any thoughts on the attacks they take a long time to happen they do. but i guess that's pretty pretty par for the course it's true there's then there's a close-up of the hand that's just dripping uh it's, i hate it i, I hate it <laughs> Uh, but then a rose comes down. Uh, now, this and is weird because what they. Yeah, go ahead. You can describe it. That's weird. I just like the, the rose comes down and it's red. And then as soon as it sticks in the ground, it turns black and begins to wilt. I, I really do like that touch. That's, well, this, that's is, a, this is symbolic. And we'll learn more about this next week. But what they've done is they've, they've actually set up an interesting thing. Now, because uh, Jordan, just so you know, normally what would happen before the last like five episodes, three or four episodes, uh, what would frequently happen in the show is Sailor Moon would be fighting a monster. She would get to a point where the monster has some sort of upper hand and then a rose would come in uh, to distract or distract the monster or hurt the monster or knock something out of the monster's hand and it would be Tuxedo Mask and Tuxedo Mask would say chin up Sailor Moon all is not lost you can do this believe in yourself (laughs) yeah believe in yourself and then Sailor Moon and then Sailor Moon will believe (laughs) in herself and he would literally leave without doing anything (laughs) (laughs) and then she will be motivated and she'll win uh, but now that he has, he has now become a bad guy. Uh, and so in the last episode, uh, in the previous episode, uh, Sailor Moon was about to beat the monster and a rose came in and stopped her and, oh. and he didn't then cheer on the monster as, as Chris wanted him to do. <laughs> I really wanted him to tell the monster <laughs> to believe himself. But instead he, he just says bad things to Sailor Moon, like, well, we're going to destroy you and stuff. Um, I, I was kind of confused about this scene because I, I never knew that Tuxedo Mask was ever a bad guy. Right. So this guy shows up and I thought he was 
pretending to be tuxedo mask. No, this is the real yeah. dude. He's just been brainwashed. Okay. So he'll be better in a couple episodes. So no, but but so what they've done here is they've set it up because again, last episode he shows up and he and he just is part of the bad guys and he's just like, yeah, we're gonna kill you. Like, let's go, get ready. And he only shows up when Sailor Moon's about to win and stops her. At this point, again, he disrupts the monster. So it's sort of like, wait, what's going on? Like, he's a bad guy. Why is he disrupting the monster? But then they, it goes back to this whole rivalry between him and Kunzite. So he can be like, don't kill her yet. I got to get the crystal. Like, I'm here. I'm not supposed to be here, but I'm stepping in because I want to sneak in and steal the glory. Uh, <laughs> and then Kunzite shows up. And my favorite part about Kunzite showing up is Kunzite appears. <laughs> And he's hovering about three inches above the ground. And he just, he doesn't walk around. He like, he floats like two feet to get closer to them. Like, it would be really easy for him to just walk. But he's like, nope. <laughs> and he floats into the, into the frame. It's very weird. Anyway, and they get to argue over what's more important. Killing Sailor Moon, which Wind Barrel did specifically ask for. Or getting the crystal, which, well, she also asked for. Um, but but I think the implication being, you know, part of him doesn't want to kill her, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I think it's I think it's a, an example of him resisting the uh, brainwashing. Yeah. Uh, and he gets into an argument with Kunzite, who shows up floating, just like angrily floating into frame. Yeah, that's what that's uh, what I'm talking about. He could easily have walked that foot, but he just yeah. doesn't. And uh, Shikokai, like they start arguing, like kill her, get the crystal, kill her, get the crystal. And Shikokai's like, oh my god, <laughs> I don't know what to do, because they are both her boss. I mean, uh, really, no. Like, really, just Kunzai's her boss. Like, Tux Mask is just coming in and blustering. Fair enough. I mean, I, look, I, he's he's above her in the in the in the Dark Kingdom office, you know, tr- chain of command, obviously. But you know, he's not her boss. Like, Kunzai t- signs your timesheet. Well, look, <laughs> when you become a monster, you immediately learn the entire hierarchy of the Dark Kingdom. <laughs> Okay, fair. Uh, so she gets confused, and I think in the new dub she's like, she's like, oh, I need, I need a drink, <laughs> which is when Sailor Moon uh, shows up offering uh, a cup of coffee. Uh, in the subtitles, in the the Japanese version, uh, she she said uh, Sailor Moon just appears and goes, oh, you must be exhausted. Won't you kindly please have a cup of coffee? <laughs> and, the and the monster, monster goes, says- you do not need to be that polite. Thank you. <laughs> And then Sailor Moon goes, now's my chance. <laughs> Which while, is while so she's weird. Like, coffee. Why did she, like, I love, like, I love the weird cartoony slapstickness of Kunzai and uh, Tuxedo Mask having the argument. Rabbit season. And then, yeah, the, the duck season, rabbit season argument. <laughs> while, while Sailor Moon just sidles up with a cup of coffee. But it makes no sense. Uh, like, this is the, the, and again, Jordan, the last two or three episodes I guess not so much the last episode but definitely the two before were so serious Uh they're so super serious and then this one is pure Looney Tunes Uh, literally, uh, so there's oh, moon and, healing, and so yeah, no, that's the and that's the thing. She goes, "Now's my chance," and she does moon healing activation, which heals uh, social circle back into Countess Rose, which was not the plan. <laughs> Yusagi goes, "Oh, that was Countess Rose." Yeah, I, I like I that didn't she didn't that. like. She's just figuring that out. Like, oh, it's Countess Rose. I I was trying to heal a Tuxedo Mask, and then she tries to do it again, but Tuxedo Mask does this power reverse move where he, he's he like, does the Symphony of the Night backdash. <laughs> Um, and he gets away. 
before she can heal and, him. And now he can float and teleport, yeah, which is not yes, a thing he has ever had the ability to do before. That's why I thought it was a different dude pretending to be him. Because <laughs> I thought he was like human or something. He is. I was really confused about, about him in this episode. I guess, listen, I guess just being a general, they like give you some power, right? Like it's not <laughs> inherent to being a bad guy or to being Kunzite. Like Kunzite must also get some of his power from his position. Maybe? I don't know. Let's guess. All the wax people so, turn back into normal, and uh, and then Usagi runs to school with toast in her mouth, with Lena going, "Are you still doing this?" <laughs> and she goes, "Yeah, I've decided I can be." And this is the nice moral: I've decided I can be my own kind of princess. I don't need to. I don't need to listen to like some rules of princessness because I am inherently princess. And Luna's like, "Bullshit." <laughs> <laughs> and that's it the end and she trips and falls as always and the episode is over Good time. it's a great slow motion fall now this episode i think we all learned a lot about how princesses should behave uh jordan is there a a sailor moon says for there, this one there is there is i will uh i will call it up for oh boy i am excited <laughs> There's a lot more to good manners than knowing how to walk properly or eat politely or dance well. You know, really good manners are about how you treat other people. And that means with respect and consideration. If you see someone struggling with a grocery bag or a parcel, offer to help. That's what the Sailor Scouts would do, and so should you. Wow. So help with groceries. Yeah, that... (laughs) That was a weird one because they start, I mean, again, they start related going like, hey, we learned about manners, but like. (laughs) I literally helped my neighbors with groceries yesterday. You're like a princess. You don't confuse me, princess. I am basically. Also, Sailor Moon got a weird Southern accent there when she said, you don't have to dance, Will. (laughs) (laughs) Is is this uh, Terry Hawks doing that? Oh, yeah, that's Terry. Yeah. Uh, From Canada. So must be Southern Canada. Southern Canada. (laughs) Exactly. So oh, now man. it's time to talk about what we learned uh, from this episode. Now it's time for Sailor Business says, Jordan Witt, what did you learn from this episode? Um, stay away from cotillions. <laughs> sure. I always good advice, actually. <laughs> um, but it's okay to be yourself. That's true. That that's, is, the that legit, true. that's the even, legit. Even if other people don't like who you are. I mean, because that's the thing. Like, uh, there's so many of the Sailor Moon says is that it's just our head slappers because that would have been how easy would it have been to make that the actual Sailor Moon says? You know, there's a lot of expectations put on people by society and pressures. But you know what? The fact is that being yourself is the most important thing at all. Oh, my God. That's a way better one than the one that they did. <laughs> <laughs> I no, I like my favorite ones are the ones where like this one should have been hey brush your teeth <laughs> don't play in refrigerators that you find in it's, the junkyard it's kids. really important to be it's really important to, to to look your best when you're being a princess that's why it's important to brush your teeth every day yeah exactly like that's what it should have been absolutely oh terrible uh jordan white what yes. did you learn <laughs> oh man uh i learned <laughs> i learned that uh, that it's it, you, <laughs> It's it's acceptable to continue to manipulate uh, people that you know by like pretending you're some uh, outside force of authority uh, until they figure it out because of a glitch in the system. But like you would have been okay. Like I, I, it's okay to bring this boss and just keep telling them what to do, even though you know them and your peers. And you're a jerk like Artem. I learned that no matter what you may have seen in romantic comedies, uh, if you are somewhere and someone accidentally throws a frisbee at you, don't return it. <laughs> just kick it back over to them because they are probably trying to find out if you are Sailor Moon. 
and then they are going to spit weird green goo at you that will turn you into a statue. I, I will say from strictly a storytelling side, building up the frisbee thing and then not showing the move that it was based on was a little weird. Yeah. yeah. I will, like, because she says, I don't think my moon tiara action could stop that monster. But we have no reason for her to believe that. And also, well, we have a reason that she shouldn't use it because, like we said, that's her original move when she was fighting pure monster monsters and she just kills them. So if she were to use that move, she would have killed Countess Rose. She didn't know. She didn't know. She has no idea. So she has no reason. She has really no reason to not use Moon Tiara action, which is very frustrating. (laughs) Um, so yeah, I'm trying but, to think of the equivalent. I mean, I guess you're right. It's the it is the it is the Robin Hood thing. I'm just trying to imagine like like J. Jonah Jameson being like, I'm gonna have a rope swinging contest, and we're gonna yeah, yeah, who, yeah. like Spider Man is. Listen, listen. Do you you've got an end? Let me pitch that story. <laughs> Let me pitch Peter Parker's Prince training. <laughs> Uh, no, I really, I really do like this episode a lot. Um, you know, I've, I've joked about it in the the past couple that I am was waiting for the kind of return of the monster of the week stuff and and the series getting really goofy again. Uh, because we just went through a really, really serious patch. And when we get to the end of the first season, which we're, you know, we're on, we're on the, the stretch, right? It's only what 40, is it? It's not 40 episodes, but it's like what? 45, 46. Uh, It is a grand total of 46 episodes. Yeah. So we're, we're less than 10 away. Yep. Uh, so it's going to get real serious (laughs) at the end. So I kind of like the goofier stuff and you know, there's a lot of really goofy animation in this one. There's a lot of slapstick stuff. Um, there's a lot of threads, like kind of th- that are just kind of casually being tied up. Like, oh, who was the who was the boss inside the arcade machine? Oh, it was Artemis. It was Artemis with a headset on that didn't cover his ears. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I I actually really really enjoy this episode, even though it goes, I think maybe a little too far into not making a whole lot of sense in parts. No, it doesn't make a ton of sense. But uh, Jordan Witt, what did you think of this as an introduction to the show? Um, it was it was pretty out there. All the, uh, like you said, all, all the all the squirting. <laughs> there, was, there was a lot of that. Not not sure if, if, if that sort of thing happens very often. <laughs> um, but uh, I mean, I kind of got that. You know, Sailor Moon isn't isn't that great at being Sailor Moon. Um, but uh, her real strength is friendship. And that's what matters. Then yeah. you you understand the entire show based on this one episode. It's like a fractal. Uh, Jordan White, any any thoughts on this one? Uh, it, it's it's a it's a stupid episode, but it was fun. <laughs> I mean, like it's I wouldn't if if people were like I really would like to start skipping some episodes, I'd say yeah, go ahead. You don't need to watch this episode. Uh, but it's it's fun. It's funny. It's it's unnecessary. It's certainly unnecessary. Yeah. It's you know, we are we are right back to it being a filler episode. Like but the, like the a plot super is not filler. Advanced. Super filler. I mean. The entire plot, like, and we're going to get this for a couple weeks of, of, okay, we know Sailor Moon's the moon princess. So instead of trying to figure out who Sailor Moon is, we just need to find out who the moon princess is. Uh, we'll talk and, about and that more next week. They need to know, like, what's what's going to happen when they know that they're going to kill her in her sleep. Yeah, okay. I, I mean, I think that way they can, yeah, they can sneak into her house and kill her, or they can threaten her family, or any, any you know, any of those things. All right, <laughs> it's a very 
very blunt. It's a very blunt. Oh, they're going to murder her. Probably. Uh, yeah, but I think that's that's probably what the whole plan is. Um, but yeah, like it's it is a weird plot because ostensibly the first season of the show is over. The Moon Princess has been revealed. The Silver Crystal has been obtained. What's like, the point of that? What does that do? Oh, the Silver Crystal. Yeah, it's on her her wand uh, there. Uh, so when she did the healing, it's like more powerful than it used to be because it has the, the Silver Crystal on it. Also, I think uh, uh, Artemis. I think he. I'm trying to remember if it was in the sub or in the in the Deke dub where he says something about in order to access the silver crystal she has to be a princess uh because the, well, it the also epi- gives her her memories back well i was gonna say the episode okay. where she where she gets the crystal um before she like turns back into her normal self for a little while there it like is super powerful like she can do yeah, all sorts she, of stuff oh nice she just doesn't know how to do that really like she has to get to that point somewhere. yeah it's gonna kind of be her well at least for a while at least up through s it's really her thing you know the crystal yeah uh so yeah it, it, it's weird that these episodes are still happening like i like them a lot though like i like this one and i like the next week's episode a lot so uh yeah i I feel like this is a weird introduction to the show but there could be weirder introductions to the show because this is honestly what the majority of the episodes that we've watched are like There is a monster. There is a weird plot that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Uh, Ray's of being make really more mean. sense than this. Do they? I feel do like they? they do. I feel like they the do. The pet store? That made a lot of sense. Really? He made a pet store. All right, here's here's the plot, Jordan. The <laughs> guy goes, all right, everybody likes pets, right? I'm yeah. trying to, again, at this point, the goal of the bad guys is to steal human beings' energy. He goes, people are really into pets. I'm going to develop a new kind of pet that no one's ever seen before that is ultra cute and that people won't be able to resist. They will come to my pet store they will buy this cute pet they will take it home with them and then while they are sleeping it will suck out their energy and deliver it to me bam great plot one that's terrifying sure <laughs> two i feel like if you if you had a uh, an animal that no one had ever seen before that <laughs> Which we do. there would be there would be a little more questioning about it than just <laughs> oh hey it's gonna be a pet what was it called i feel like it was called a wasn't it called like a, a charmy or something <laughs> charmy i think it says on i think i wrote it on our site let me look on yeah, our i site. think it is charmy doesn't sound right uh ostensibly cute uh no, I didn't. oh well that's the one where uh sailor moon's brother kicks the cat he kicks he kicks the hell kicks out of luna yeah Aww. yeah it was not fun uh i don't remember what it was called but there we are so that's the end of this episode yeah uh, that brings us to the end uh <laughs> Uh, before we wrap up, uh, I guess I should say that Jordan Witt and I will both be at Heroes Con in Charlotte, North Carolina this coming weekend. Uh, there'll be a lot of great people there, but if you're a fan of the show, uh, Betty Felon will be there, Katie Donnelly will be there, and Katie Skelly will be there. They have all been guests on previous episodes. Nice. Uh, and hopefully there are some future guests that will also be there uh, that I would love to have on the show. So if you're in the Southeast, uh, specifically Charlotte, North Carolina, Heroes Con uh, is an amazing, amazing convention best in the country as far as I'm concerned. Uh, so head over there and say hi, please. Uh, and that, I think, brings us to the end of the episode. Uh, Jordan Witt, aside from Heroes Con next weekend, where can everybody find you online? I am on Twitter at Jordan N. Witt. Um, and you can read my comic at ghosthunterorg.com. Um, it's called The Organization of Ghost Hunters, and it's about ghosts. Cool. You can find me on Twitter at Crackshot, except that there is a zero instead of an O in Crackshot. Could you have said that slightly more complicated? <laughs> yeah, if I wanted. Uh, 
I'm on Twitter at the ISB. That's T H E I S B. Uh, I post screenshots for each episode at my Tumblr, along with other stuff at the ISB.tumblr.com. And uh, X Men 92, the comic that I co wrote with uh, my writing partner, Chad Bowers, that Jordan edited, hey. is currently on sale. Uh, the first two issues are out from Marvel Comics, and it's coming out in print next week. So uh, if you like us, you will probably like that. There's no Sailor Moon in it, but there is Jubilee. And what is Jubilee if not an American Sailor Moon? <laughs> Uh, I don't know about that. Look, look, I'm trying to sell it. Trying to <laughs> Definitely buy it, though. Definitely, Definitely buy it. Definitely buy it. <laughs> anyway. Uh, that does it. Uh, we will be back next week for another episode. We're going to be watching The Snow, The Mountains, Friendship, and Monsters. So join us for that. And until then, keep your mind on sailor business. So yeah, I'm ready to start if you guys are. I'm yeah. sipping my coffee. So <clears throat> uh, yeah, yeah, sure. All right, because I, I, I started. So here we go. Ready? <laughs> yes. Uh, what do we? <laughs> you say your name. You say hello, and then you say your name. Do you remember your name? Yeah, I got has my it already name. begun? Oh, I do remember my name. I just again, it's. <laughs> I hope you're recording this. And I, we can this as- I mean, I literally am. I sometimes I just think, oh right, I, I have to introduce the show, and I was like, no, I don't. All I do is say my name, but I forget that. You okay. say hello. I'm Jordan T. White. Okay. All right. Now I'm ready. Now I'm ready. Here we go.